0: Read
1: Junk. Read Junk. Read Junk Podcast. Read Junk Podcast. With your host, my guy. What's up, everybody? This is the Read Junk Podcast, and I'm your host, Brian Krumko. I'm back with a brand new episode. This time, it's with New Jersey's ska punk band, Backyard Superheroes. Um, I talked to the sax players, Gary and Becky, over Skype, and like I knew it would, it was a fun interview. Uh, we talk about show mishaps, the history of the band a little bit, their newest album, Rick and Morty, whether or not they'll do a cover album, and then later on we geek out a little bit and talk about comic book movies, comics, video games, Star Wars, and at the end of the episode we play a little bit of Goldblum trivia, I brought it back this episode. Um I have about four other interviews that I have lined up with some people. I won't reveal who they are yet. I'm hoping to do a lot this year, so i got to get moving with doing more, more interviews per month. Uh, right now, it just seems like it's once a month, but trust me, I have a lot of people I want to talk to this year. If you like the podcast, be sure to review it on iTunes. Tell your friends about it. Spread the word as much as you can because I can really use the help. I'm also posting a lot more on Instagram. So if you haven't liked the Instagram page yet, be sure to do that and like every post and share it, uh, all that good stuff. So let's get into it. This is Gary and Becky from the Backyard Superheroes right now on the Rejunk podcast. Yeah. So I'm talking with the Backyard Superheroes from New Jersey. Uh, where in New Jersey are you guys exactly like? I mean, you're probably all over the place, right? In Central? Is it Central?
0: I would say Central Jersey is a good place that we were. Refer- To say
1: we're from. Yeah. Um, New
0: Brunswick area, right? So anywhere in the New Brunswick area.
1: So would that be your scene, I guess? I mean, like, well, you always play Starland Ballroom. That's how I know you guys from.
2: Yeah, safe to say. Um, You know, definitely played a lot of New Brunswick shows. Okay, Um, Few and far between now, but uh, yeah, New Brunswick, Starland. We haven't played Asbury recently, which is a huge bummer.
1: Yeah. yeah, but
0: I'd say the, the Jersey Shore and the New Brunswick scene is probably where we're. I don't really know if there's a scene per se. It's whoever will let us play. I guess that's our scene.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> One of those dealies.
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys are a great live band. So I don't know why you haven't been getting around to like other areas of like New York or Connecticut or.
0: We are lazy.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I get that way too. <laughs>
2: No, actually, it's funny. We just played Brooklyn for the first time ever, and was it was for a six-year-old's that, yeah. birthday party. Yes,
0: for a six-year-old birthday party. Oh, it
2: was so much fun. That's yeah, it was awesome. That's we-
0: our market. We found well, <laughs> kids love our music.
1: Well, how, how come you didn't do a music video for that for during that?
0: Yep, yeah, probably should have done that. <laughs> Next time we play a six-year-old's birthday party, which will happen, I'm sure. That's yeah. when we'll do it's
1: it. It's like me first in the Gimme Gimmies play that bar mitzvah, you know, and they did a whole album of that. You guys should have kind of taken advantage of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Damn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. missed the opportunity. Next time. There,
1: there will more. be next time. Yes, yeah, so next <laughs> album
0: will all be all kids music, probably. Well, <laughs> Mike,
1: Mike Park has a whole album, or not a, a record label, just that, the fun, fun records. It has children's That's music. True. You guys would be, you know, geared towards that. I was was actually (laughs) looking up today if you guys had any dinosaur songs because my kid just loves dinosaur songs. (laughs) Uh,
0: We have like a lot of dinosaur logos and a dinosaur mascot, but no dinosaur songs. Yeah. Yeah. Next time we we see you, we'll give you one of our dinosaur shirts in like a small so it can be for your kid.
1: Great. Thank you. Yeah. You'll love that. Um, I wanted to talk about um, Gary. Like the first time I, or it was like maybe two years ago, I saw you play at Starland Ballroom and. And uh, I saw you start playing on the bar top and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting with this um, and I'm like, this is not going to end well, just either because the club's not going to appreciate it or and then I guess and Josh told me later on, like last year uh, that you broke your foot or something. Um so tell so me that, about that. That's
0: not the first time that I've done that. I I've, I've done that a bunch of times. Just that time for whatever reason when I jumped off the bar, I happened to land and as soon as I landed I went, "Oh no, that's not good."
1: Did you like wobble? Yeah, I broke,
0: I broke my foot. I broke two bones in my foot.
1: <laughs> and you still played after that, right? You were playing on a stage after that or did you yeah, yeah yeah fin-
0: i finished the set and as soon as we got off i think i even said to becky uh, i think i broke my foot
2: yeah.
1: yeah i just looked
2: at him like what do you mean you think you broke your foot
0: the um the story <laughs> the story is even better so i got married two months after that oh jeez and i was on crutches till the day before my wedding
1: it's a miracle you should have like, um, you I should have the done doc- think- willy wonka whole thing
0: <laughs> i no, i think my foot was still broken and the doctor just felt you know bad for me and said yeah you're clear
1: oh See, you should have done the Willy Wonka thing, where you're like he bend in the crutches and then throw them off and <laughs> right. walk
0: <laughs> Well, next time I break my foot, and there'll probably be a next time, probably at a kid's birthday party. Then uh, yes, I'll do that
1: when I'm healed. Stepping on Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's me daily.
2: <laughs> yeah. That, that just hurt thinking about that.
1: It's cool. like, and now it, it, it's Legos and and dinosaurs, so it's all like the pointy <laughs> ones, like Triceratops and Segosaurus ones I'm stepping on all the time. I'm like, these fucking hurt. <laughs> you know, you know,
0: we're at Becky's house right now, and there, there could be Legos and dinosaurs everywhere here, too. It looks like a cute
2: right here. There are no Legos anywhere. So... Um, Actually, wait, that's a that's why a I have a Rick and Morty Lego set there right over nice. right
1: here. Yeah. I have, have, I have a, a Mr. Meeseeks uh, Funko on my... It's kind of weird though. It's, it's sitting on my computer at work, and like the head's like really top heavy, so it always falls down. So I thought like, oh, I like against yeah. another one.
2: <laughs> and it didn't come with a stand or anything. Now, no. mind you, I'm going to move the camera a little bit. That's all right. Um, not... Let me see. Where is? Oh What's wow. The there's. Oh yeah. There, there's my shelf. There's
0: wow. My you're, you're my one of those up people. There.
2: Yeah, my thumbnail's
0: really tiny. Yeah, I'm a um, Funko
2: guy too. Nothing wrong. Funkos are cool, man. Funkos are awesome. I yeah, love it. We don't uh, that. Um, <laughs> it definitely looks like I could live. Looks like a, there's a child. Living what's up,
0: Mr. Meeseeks?
2: Mr. Meeseeks is from Rick and Morty. That's the what's he like, was like the creature Me-Six's that in not exist. Yeah. Existence is
0: pain. <laughs> I've never seen. I've
1: never
0: seen Rick and Morty. Oh, oh I, I think you
1: would like it. Um, it took yeah. it, it took me about five episodes to really get into, which was the Mr. Meeseeks episode. Yeah. Um, after that, I was hooked on it.
2: Um, yeah, they just keep doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling, mm. and then they all just like they all go back and forth. They go, "He roped me into this," but he roped oh. me into this. He roped me. It's just
0: <laughs> so yeah. it's like being in a ska band. We just keep doubling and doubling and doubling. <laughs>
2: Pretty much, <yeah>. more <laughs> and more of us. Mr. and somebody
0: else going, "He roped me into this." <laughs> Mr.
2: Meeseeks would have been great in a ska band, actually. That's our next Halloween idea for yeah. this Halloween. Sounds like a
0: good band name to Mr. Meeseeks
1: at, at Comic Con. <laughs> there's been a lot of great uh, cosplay of Mr. Meeseeks. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you guys are brave. Like with this, like f- very revealing spandex and stuff. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oof.
2: Yikes. All right, I can't unsee that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, as musicians, what were like your influences? As as maybe in life, but in just like what bands did you guys get into? That say, I want to do this. I mean, not for. I mean, you don't do it for a living. I you know you probably want to, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay. back go first yeah i uh yeah my first ska experience was uh i might be aging myself here but gamecube and playing donkey conga mm. uh the impression that i get was one of the songs to play along to so i was like this is this is really really cool and um so i'm a i'm actually originally a clarinet player turned saxophone player oh. uh so like obviously like the band kids were all like oh this is great this is really cool so in high school we all really loved real big fish um Streetlight Manifesto, the first time I ever saw them was in 2005, which I know there's a whole debate. Are they ska? Are they not? But, you know, that was really (laughs) like. And plus, I'm also from East Brunswick, so there's the huge following of Catch-22 is, you know, from the area, playing at Rutgers, and Streetlight's also from the area too, so, um, you know, that was kind of like one of those things where I'm like, this is cool. But we all really love Real Big Fish. Less Than Jake was great too. Um, I mean, obviously, we still really admire them, so... For me, that was one of my big ones, but also getting into old Safe Ferris, too. I was like, oh, well, wow, there's a girl who's saying, too, like, this is awesome. Like, I would love to do that. I, what?
0: I love Save Ferris. Oh, yeah. Old Safe Ferris, new Safe Ferris. Love it all.
2: Yeah. I just, I'm conflicted about, you know, the, what they did in terms of resurrecting Safe Ferris, but, well, you know. she wants to do it. No one else you. wants
1: to, I guess. I don't, I guess that's how it, yeah. You know, it is.
2: Yeah, Exactly. But taking it at face value, like the music's still enjoyable. It still brings me back to a fun place. So, you know, I know Monique was a huge influence on me, Um, but like always loved Hepcat. Uh, Dude,
0: Hepcat's rad.
2: Hepcat is so
1: rad. Yeah, they need to come back here. It's like they always do like they'll do like the South or do one of those boat cruises things or just the Mm -hmm. West Coast all the time. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Last last time I saw them was like maybe 20, 21 years ago or something like that. Holy Um,
0: cow. uh, I've never seen Hepcat. For the um, New England
1: my, ska fests in like Massachusetts, uh-huh.
0: somewhere. yeah, it was, it, my, was a, uh,
1: it was originally supposed to be Bad Manners, but then but then they canceled or something like that. So then they got Hepcat to come come and do it.
0: I think, uh, and this is my radical ska opinion. There, uh, that's an improvement. There, I said it. I threw down the gauntlet. There, <laughs> I like Hepcat more than Bad Manners. Yeah,
1: I guess it on depends who who uh, who you ask. I guess yeah. Um, I like um, I like both bands. I can't really decide who. They're 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 different, you know. It's two tone and like whatever Hepcat is. The rocks. They so Gary. I mean, so I always I always thought you reminded me of Dave from Edna's Goldfish. I don't think you ever. see... I don't know if you ever saw Edna's Goldfish before. We were
0: literally just in the car listening to Edna's Goldfish. That's what I was listening today. Uh, better, better you, better than know before. What's the name of that album? Better before you know
1: point. better. I think
0: before you know better. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm your density. We're listening to that in the yes. car. Um, I got into. So I was never really into music growing up. I liked horror movies. And from loving horror movies, I got really into thinking that Kiss would be really cool. I'm like, oh, they must be like a horror band. They're not. But they became my favorite <laughs> band still are my favorite band to this day. And then from Kiss, I got into like classic rock and then started getting into punk rock and went to my first ska show in, here's how I'm going to date myself, dude, 2000 when I was in high school or middle school. And I used to see all the old school Jersey bands, um, too short notice specter seven. Um, now I'm blanking on all of them, even though I used to see them all the time. Uh, Anyway, catch 22, one cool guy, that whole scene. I was all about that. Professor
1: plum day 19. Professor
0: Plum, I still have a professor plum shirt to this day.
1: They would play Uh, like every show.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I was really into the New Jersey Scott scene. And then I kind of love Scott. And I think, um, Becky says it all the time. There's nobody that knows more about Ska than me. I Honestly, listen to like, all of them.
2: Gary's like the Ska encyclopedia. The yeah. Ska encyclopedia? Ska encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. We'll so, call him that. Sure. <laughs> but that's how I got
0: into it. And I played Dictionary. In
1: a bunch of bands.
0: <laughs> I played in a bunch of bands. And then I even actually got to play with Inspector 7. I was in Inspector 7 for a while, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, they keep going in and out of different lineups, I guess. I guess they're playing next week in Brooklyn, uh... Yeah, Inspector. oh yeah i saw that yeah yeah yeah, i
0: played in i played a a st patrick's day show in brooklyn with inspector seven which is pretty rad but um i didn't know that i I couldn't manage two bands so i did not stay in inspector (laughs) seven
1: yeah i can't imagine just managing one band let alone two (laughs) um so what was your like your first ska show that you remember going to like what was the first one
0: the band that got me hooked was this band from florida called the spit valves you ever heard of them
1: um, yeah, but I don't, I, I know the name, not the music though.
0: Oh, they're awesome. I still love them, but I saw them at the North Branch Firehouse. It must've been 2000 or 2001. And I was like, wow, this music is like, wow, this is really different than when I, when I'm used to, like, I was, like I said, I was in the classic rock queen and kiss and that type of stuff. And I'm like, well, this is really different. Um, and I was like, this is, this is my people. These are all, you know, nerdy people who are just having a good time. And so that was the first band that got me hooked to spit Bowels, and the first, like, Bigger ska band I saw was the Boston's when they were on the tour when they were on tour for a pay attention, which is actually my favorite Boston's record
1: too. Wow, that's my like least favorite.
0: <laughs> that's what everybody says. No one likes that record. But it, you know what? It was the one that I listened to first, so yeah. that's kind of my gateway record, you know?
1: Yeah, everyone's got a different Yeah. I mean, mine was like uh the first two albums. because um, my my friend was a big Boston fan. So I'm like, who the fuck's this band? <laughs>
0: You know that that's the show that you saw at us at, saw us at where I broke my foot was the Boss Right,
1: right, that's right. Yeah, that was a good one. I think That, that was, was a
2: good
1: one. I mean, so do what do you think is your favorite show as uh, at the Starland so far? I guess because you guys play there pretty much every ska show there.
0: Yeah, we play there. We play there quite a bit. So I don't know, Becky. What do you think? Uh, the show with the Boss Films was really great. Um, even though Josh wasn't there, we had a substitute singer, but that was just right. a fun show. Um. You know the the last one we just played Skanksgiving. I think you were that that one we played yep. there day after Thanksgiving in 2018. It was really cool, even though I was in a cranky mood because we got our set cut a little bit. So I was pretty Everyone's angry. set was but, cut. Was, I was like, what the I know, heck, this I 20
1: know. minute set shit. I was like, I was actually happy that it, because I'm an old man. I was like, all right, you can get me home by 11. Go home early. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the crowd really liked you guys, and it was like they were really into you and it's just kind of, and it's like same thing with like Ballyhoo, like Ballyhoo's like pretty big, and like right. they had to cut their set short because I guess Aaron wanted to leave or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah, but we, yeah. uh, we, we really like playing there. I think we always have a, we're like kind of like the hometown heroes who you can count on them to be at every Scott show there and we have a good following and I, we always have a great time. That's, I think where we always put on probably our best show because it's yeah. just the energy from everybody there just feeds us a little bit.
2: Yeah. We've built a really great rapport with, uh, with everybody there too. So, like, it's to the point where whenever the security staff finds out that we're playing, they specifically request to work yes. that night too, <laughs> cool. which is fantastic nice. because, you know, it, obviously it just creates such a great environment for everybody. Like, our fans are always super cool. We've never had an issue really with anybody at Starland. Like, because mm-hmm. there are some shows that you go to and you're like, this crowd's awful. And like, yeah. we're, you know, everybody's just inconsiderate and rude of each other. But, you know, we walk into Starland and I, I never get, like, mushy and sincere about this kind of thing. But, like, you just feel the love there, which mm-hmm. is which is really, really nice for us.
0: Yeah, yeah when the bouncers are requesting to, to work your show, that's a cool feeling. Yeah. And it's good that the bouncers like, like us so they can catch us as we fly
1: around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are very nice bouncers. I was like talking to that one guy that's been there for ages. The bald the bald like the bald dude. Yeah. We were just
2: having this conversation the other night too about about that. But yeah, you know, it's super cool. They've really stepped it up too. So which is which is very nice that, you know, the, yeah. the experience for everybody, both performers and and um attendees has
0: just yeah. been and they always you know i mean i'm not i don't think we've ever had a venue who didn't treat us with respect but most you know they treat us really well there they take care of us yeah
1: um so what was your scene so you went to like mostly like trenton or new brunswick and that kind of stuff you guys ever venture out to new york city or philly for shows
0: i went to philly a lot there's a yeah. couple of bands i really liked out of philly i um SGR they're down from South Jersey Philly I saw them a lot when I was younger at the Trocadero was that the club in yeah Philly? the Troc yep Troc yeah I would used to go there a couple times and then I went to the city a few times to see ska shows but I was again I was in high school getting to the city in high school is difficult
1: yeah. I mean how far away from where you guys live is New York City like an hour and a half like an
0: hour on the train yeah
1: okay. oh so you take the train in
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Most actually, we live pretty much like right along. Most of us live along the uh, North Jersey coastline, so it's super convenient for us to just hop on a train and we're pretty much there. Well, so,
1: when New Jersey Transit is working,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the other half of the battle. Too. Yeah, it's Like, yeah. okay, how are we running today? <laughs> I worked.
0: Uh, I worked in the city for three years, so um, which was really cool. But the thing about working in the city is, when you're work there, you just want to go home. Yeah, you know, you don't. I didn't. So I, I think. I worked in the city for three years, and I went to one show in those three years. I saw Five Iron Frenzy, and that's it. I never really took advantage of all the good shows that well, came the Was that
1: the
2: show they played like three years ago? Yeah. With uh, the Toasters?
0: No, no. Oh, not
2: okay. That one, no. Okay. That was at, um, crap, where was that? It was at some club that just recently got shut down.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Santos I Party don't... House. Yes, that's oh. it. The party house. That's yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you. Oh, my God. That was going to bug me all day. <laughs> I was like, I know the place got shut down for hosting not-so-nice parties. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I think the
1: last show I saw there was Mad Caddies and Across the Aisle, I think. Uh, oh,
0: was, Across the Aisle. I like that band.
1: Well, yeah. You'd be Meg. I don't think they're a band anymore because Meg's down in North Carolina now. Because uh, uh, yeah. she was in North, uh, she, cause she was in Rude Boy George and then she left. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just
0: played with uh, Mad Caddies last year. Yes. Yeah, last year. They're cool people.
2: Yeah, we played at House <laughs> of Independence with them down in Asbury. That was okay. probably the last time we actually played Asbury Park.
0: Yeah. Was, How was that uh, venue? House of
2: Independence. Uh,
0: it's oh, it's literally. a great venue, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I'm going to play Asbury, that's my top choice to play in Asbury.
2: Yeah, it's uh There, I
0: said it. I said it. I'm not throwing shade at any <laughs> other venues in Asbury Park, but that's my favorite
2: one. Yeah, I... Do you happen to remember what that venue was before it was... No. Because, yeah, like, it's just... It was one of those weird things where I think, at least in my experience, like... My first concert ever was Taste of Chaos in two thousand five yeah. at Asbury Park nice. Convention Hall. Okay. So and like back then, like nothing was built. Like the boardwalk wasn't even really a thing, and it was the kind of place where everything was just burned out and broken down.
1: I saw so Warped Tour ninety eight there. Yeah, it was. We always, oh my gosh. We, we, called, oh, it, so we, yeah. we called it Asbury yeah, Be- yeah. Beirut because it was was so run down, and now, yeah. it's like, <laughs> now it's like <laughs> now it's like super high Asbury. end on the beach and stuff. It's like, yeah.
2: But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of funny with all the growth down on Cookman, like I, at least for me personally, like I just totally lost track of everything. because I'm like, oh, there's something new here. This is awesome. Yeah. So and House of Independence is one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, when did this pop up? I don't even remember what was there beforehand, but it's really cool. It's a it's a bi-level uh, venue. The floor area is pretty big, um, even for a sold out show, though, it does not feel like it's yeah. sold oh, out. Yeah. Um, if, if you prefer to be away from everybody, you can just... Stay at the upper balcony. There's a bar up there, which is nice and comfortable. Um, you know, the merch area for bands is in the same spot, too. So you're never far away from anybody. And, you know, it's really it's just yeah. nice to be able to, like, go eat a massive sandwich from Speak Eatery and then go over to the show. Um, it's actually right by the Beer Garden and um, Asbury Park Distilling, too. So those are both pretty top-notch spots okay. where, you know, if you happen to be in there before or after a show, you might see somebody that you just saw inside the venue so
0: so you should come see us next time we play there yeah <laughs>
2: yeah it's awesome it's really oh. really cool sound was great too which is fab green room was nice
1: every time i go to asbury park something usually happens i went to the fat Wreck showcase thing that they did for like 20-25 years I would just, the whole tire show all day get there and might have a flat tire so i had to go that was one issue and then and then the year after was the punk rock bowling and then i was i think it was like cox bar was playing or about to yeah. and i threw up and i was like got food poisoning or, or no i thought it was like a stomach bug or something like that then driving to drive home like that so i had to like cut short of cox bars set and then t- puking along the way on garden state parkway pullover <laughs> so it seems like every time i go there it's like as much as um, i want they have so many good shows there too so it's i have to get down there this summer because it, just, it just seems like there's after
2: yeah yeah <laughs> the what? We'll
0: Yeah, when you come see us, that'll oh, be the, right. the, the timing goes well.
2: Right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, there's also
1: that. the Wonder Bar and then well, Stone Pony. Yeah, but I don't know whether there has been Wonder used... Bar is great. Do they still have the Asbury Lanes? Is that still open? Or like so? Under... It,
0: it it's a new type of Asbury Lanes that we had played there before it closed a couple times, and now there's a lot of controversy around. Like some people don't like
2: it. It's a lot more commercial now. I don't okay. really have an opinion on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the the new lanes, people, I don't think they should have called it the lanes because they really did tear down most of what it was to make is there,
1: it Is there bowling in it still or there is, Yeah, yeah. There oh. is
2: still bowling. It's um it's digital bowling, which the great thing about the lanes was everything was analog, you know, pencil and paper like Yeah. You
1: know
2: that was that, but yeah, it's definitely, it definitely has new life in it. Um a lot of the the regulars from, you know, the 90s, early 2000s, or you know, not happy with the change, and I get it, change is hard, but the way that I look at it is better for a place to be reopened and rejuvenated than condemned. Because the way that I saw it, and especially having some inside knowledge too, the lanes were pretty much about to be condemned. Um, (laughs) like punk rock, yeah, (laughs) yeah, right? It's like, all right, that's that's cool and everything, but you know, it. We all want to be safe when we when we go somewhere. I don't want to have to go to a show and worry that a roof is going to cave in, or oh, yeah. you know, have a tile fall on my head. Because that was a true story. I had a tile fall on my head multiple times at oh, uh, these plane. So <laughs>
1: I f- I but, felt like you know, that for me- certain venues, like Webster Hall, when like when everyone uh, would be bouncing up and down or the ch- their chance at Poughkeepsie, it feels like oh <laughs> shit, this balcony is going to go.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's horrifying. It's like nobody should have to, you know, that's not a good experience for anybody. But, you know, the new new Asbury Lanes, I've seen a couple shows there. Um, I saw The Hold Steady there, and I saw Thursday there.
0: Man, I love Um, The Hold Steady.
1: I
2: do, too. I want to see them. Oh, they're great. They put on a great show. Um, But the sound is great. It's a comfortable place to be, but, you know, definitely has some i'll I'll call it gentrified charm to it
1: <laughs> okay. It's like asbury so, now yeah <laughs> that exactly
2: yeah they had to keep up with the times so yeah. i get it
1: um so, so going back when did the, like so give me a little bit of history about backyard superheroes because i really don't know a whole like about the history like so who started the band i mean becky i don't think you were in the band from the beginning right no nope okay so. i was <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: gary's one of the founding fathers yeah so wait, can you even see him yeah Hello. i can, oh, there he is. I can okay, see no. yeah no. that's
1: fine
0: um so no. they were the band was um josh who's the singer of the band matt the rhythm guitar player and greg the bass player were putting a band together they wanted to do like a pop punk band i think they were all in a different ska band um and i at the same time was also looking to join a new band i i had played in a lot of ska bands and kind of took some time off for like five years i would didn't play any music so I was looking to get back into it, and um, we connected. That was 2012. So we're coming up on our seven-year anniversary this year, believe it or not. April 2012 was our first uh, first practice Sorry. that we ever had together, and our first gig ever was in May. And I wore my my homemade Robin costume, and the rest was history.
1: I've seen those photos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like early on, the band was like, "Oh, we're gonna do like an Aquabats thing where everyone wears costumes," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, I guess that's fine." And then we only did it for one show, and it never really stuck. But I, I wore shorts that show, and I've worn short shorts every show since then. I guess that's kind of my trademark.
1: Yeah, I guess some some other people in other bands do the short shorts. I think was it Jimmy Doyle and uh, The Fad wears these super short shorts.
0: What you're saying <laughs> is that I'm not as original as I think I am. Okay, thanks for
1: pointing I, that out. I, I think there's it. other people that do it too, yeah. I, but I think okay. if you wearing your Robin co- costume, I think it was a little more original, I think.
0: Yeah, that that was never gonna uh, stay permanent, though. I,
1: I think for the ten year anniversary, you should go get that costume. Yeah,
0: yeah, it. we've thought about that. Like when we just did our record release show, someone asked if I could wear the Robin costume, and um, I cannot fit in that anymore. That was seven <laughs> years ago. Like most of us, I am a different size than I was seven years yeah, ago.
1: <laughs> me too, Dad bod. But that,
0: yeah, that's the history of the band. So, and then we've you know rotated through a ton of different members, um, as most ska bands do, but. Um, Josh, Matt, Greg, and myself have always been permanent, and then we, um, you know, had a bunch of different horn players and drummers. But I, I think, and I'm not just saying this, but and I know everyone says this, the lineup we have right right now is, is the best lineup we've ever had. So because hi- Becky, you know, because uh, Becky.
1: Well,
2: <laughs> Wait, we're not supposed to be nice to each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're, sorry. we're still we're, in the battle. Of the we're saxes. social media
0: feuding right
1: now. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, like, how did you reach out to other members? Like, do you like, do Facebook or friends with your friends? Or, like, like like how do you reach out? Um, do any tryouts? So,
0: we did. We do tryouts sometimes when we add new members. But, uh, yeah, I guess we just kind of, you know, use the internet to our advantage when we're trying to find somebody. Um, Becky was a friend of the band who I, we had kind of known for a long time just coming to shows, and it was just a natural fit there. And then Becky knew... Um, Erin, who's our new trumpet player from work. So she brought her in. And, you know, it's just all connections. We, we've posted stuff online or have known, you know, just known people differently through different avenues.
1: Okay.
0: It's not hard to find uh, musicians. It's hard to find good musicians, but it's not hard to find musicians in New Jersey.
1: Oh, and people that like ska, too. Yeah. Or want to play ska. Well,
2: now. it was really... Yeah. It was super funny, too, because when I was asking Erin, so it's funny... Um, Half of the band, we've all worked in the same place. Um, most of us at different times. So like myself and Ryan worked together at this old job um, and then Ryan left and then I stayed and then Aaron uh, transferred to, to the same job too. So I maybe only worked with her for like a week and a half, two weeks or so. And I was getting ready to leave for my next adventure. And, um, and I was like, Hey, I'm like, you're a trumpet player, right? I'm like, I read that about about you in your bio for when you you know transferred here. She goes, Yeah, what's up? <laughs> in <Being laughs> a ska band. Well, no, it was funny the way I asked her. I'm like, Do you know anyone that also plays trumpet that would like to be in a ska band? She goes, uh, Yeah, me. I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh <okay. laughs> I'm like, that was easy. I was yeah. like, Yeah, cool. Come hang out with us. So yeah. you know, so that's it, how it
0: happened. A lot of people worked at the same place, which is uh, you know a tech company with fruit involved.
2: Yep. <laughs> ah yeah we're all we're all a bunch of nerds i'm just gonna i'm just gonna put this out on the line we yeah I in have, our adult lives
1: i do have <laughs> we're a lot of towards the end working. i have a lot of Most geeky of work, questions yeah. to ask you guys so it's... <laughs> okay uh, cool. love
2: geeky shoot,
1: questions. Shoot. yeah well i'll i'll do that a little later um i wanted to talk about okay. the, the newest album though because never give up yeah. never Surrender, never surrender came out in september mm-hmm. i love the galaxy quests nod (laughs) so i mean how 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 long did it take to record it and like all that kind of stuff
2: forever yeah
0: no that was like um I think it probably took us about six months to record the record, um, just because, as you know with a ska band, or maybe you don't know, but uh, as you can imagine with a ska band, yeah. it's really difficult to get everybody together when you have seven or eight people
2: yeah, we trying actually, to work on something. We it's, actually just started recording the album about this time last year. Yeah,
0: around this time last year, and they released it in September, so okay. that puts it into perspective for you. But um, we recorded it at um, Wild House, which is our drummer's. He uh, has his own recording studio, oh, and nice. he has done a two records, and they sound awesome, so can't recommend him enough um but yeah it took us maybe about a year to write that record because we were just gigging a lot and and we and we just finished let's get dangerous the ep before that so once we got around to to never give up never surrender it took us about 6 months and we were really happy when it came out cuz i think that the you know the name is kind of um appropriate one it has a, a you know a geeky reference which we love but also um was about you know to me it represents like perseverance right that record took a long time to make and we filtered a lot of band members kind of some had some turmoil while we were writing it and said do we still want to continue being a band so when it came out and i think it was really appropriately titled
1: mm. well i mean what happened what was going on that you guys wanted to just hang it all up
0: um just you know behind the music type of band drama type of stuff you know <laughs>
1: that special.
0: happens. in DIY ska bands too, not I mean, just Warren and Motley yeah. Crue. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, like when there when there are that many people in a band. I mean, granted, I wasn't really um, internally involved in a lot of that kind of stuff. I only have I only heard like you know thing whisperings, if you will. But it was you know, it's one of those things where with with that many people in a band, you know, you can't always expect everybody to agree on everything all the time. And mm-hmm. that's perfectly okay. Yeah. So, but it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, well eventually you have to compromise. Right. I think I think if anything, being in a scout band has uh taught all of us how to how to learn to compromise mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. to level with one another.
1: Yes. Yeah, because um, how many people are in the band? Like seven, eight. Right oh, eight eight currently, yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you that's know. a lot of people with a lot of different yeah. lives and schedules and
2: you know, schedules, opinions. Yeah, musical expertise musical opinion. So because you look at like you look at Matt and he's a metal guy mm-hmm. um, <laughs> You know, you look at me and I I like lo-fi indie, but also ska mm-hmm. um, Yeah, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of diversity there, which helps but it's a blessing and a curse as I call it
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, it's good to yeah have a wide range of people that like different things. Sometimes you get sure. get a better result. Um, who did the album artwork? Because I really like that, um, like superhero type. You know, it kind of went very fitting with the, you know, your name and what you guys sing about.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was an artist that I found on Instagram. Actually, oh, wow. um, she she did artwork for like a Real Big Fish picture. Then I, I followed Real Big Fish's page. And they, they reposted it. I'm like, oh, this artwork's really cool. That would be kind of in line with what we want to do. And she's from Australia. What was her name? Alina. Alina. Yeah, Alina from Australia. Um, she goes
2: by what? Boogie Bandit? Bandit Boogie. That's Bandit right. Boogie.
0: That's, her, that's her artist name, okay. Bandit Boogie. And she um, she's an artist in Australia. I reached out to her. I said, hey, we, you know, we, I love what you did. That's kind of in, in line with what our style of, uh, of branding is. And she goes, okay. And I kind of gave her a couple ideas and she ran with it. And we're like, ah, this is great. Really cool
1: yeah it's yeah it's really good stuff super Um, fun super
0: bright super like you know poppy which is fun it kind of represents the band well
2: yeah again going back to social media and social networking it's like you literally never know who you're gonna find and what they can how they can impact you which Mm -hmm. is awesome it was super easy too because literally she was just emailing us proofs back and forth and even with payment i was like all right great like let me just paypal you (laughs) yeah
1: it yeah. Yeah, it works Social media has definitely been like, it helps out a lot of smaller bands. And sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's a blessing and a curse, you know, for social media with saying the wrong things, but for bands, it's great. And what do you feel about like the, like digital age of just like Spotify? Like, do you, I mean, you have all your music on there, but do you think bands should be getting paid more or, you know, for, for streaming and all that stuff?
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. We've never actually discussed that. I mean, we make a lot of our music free um, on like Bandcamp or Spotify or streaming. Personally, myself, I don't have an opinion on it. I could go either way. I I, I still pay for for the music that I, I really want to pay for. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I usually if I check out a band and I really dig them, I know that might not be the right approach. But if I check out a band on Apple Music or online, and I really dig them, I'll go out of my way to buy their record. But it's it's really difficult when all the music you want is pretty much free at your fingertips, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah. I I think everybody will agree that artists should be getting paid more. They should definitely be seeing more of a cut. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think in our in our situation, we're not I don't I wouldn't go as far as to say we're career musicians as a band. Yeah. You know, all of us are kind of agreed or we're all in the same boat where it's like, all right, well, we like our nine to fives and we like having uh, you know, this thing, yeah. <laughs> and this other thing is really fun to do. And
0: if we make some money from it to buy some food or whatever, that's cool. But otherwise it's, it's all good. Yeah. Right.
2: And if we make enough money to invest it right back in the band, you know, if we buy, if we buy new shirts, if we can, you mm-hmm. know, if we can offer new merch or, yeah. you know, we're even... completely
0: DIY. Like we have never done like a fundraiser or Kickstarter really for any, for at least our most recent records. We funded those ourselves. We funded our tour ourselves. Oh, really? And that's I... where all. Oh
1: yeah. I thought for some reason you guys did the Kickstarter gig uh like kickstarter or something last album but i guess not okay no
0: yeah we, we did like pre-orders and stuff and we sell all of our stuff we try to okay. obviously sell it that way but we didn't we pay everything ourselves and stuff which is you know that's where all the money we make as a band goes back into the band
2: yeah and the way that i see it too is i mean if we make the music accessible to anybody you know they could come to our show i mean we have fans all over the world which is really cool um another thing too with spotify is it's or was it is it through cd baby that uh with the analytics with our music too, where we can see what's being yeah. played, where, how many plays. We so. were,
0: we're very big in Germany and Russia. We had actually a hit single in Germany. Believe
1: wow. or not.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: we're like, okay, I guess we got a tour Europe.
1: <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. You guys should, uh, you guys should reach out to maybe specialize what they do. Like the, for the teenage cancer benefit for and they, um, and if they, they give you a song for an artist to cover, and then you oh, got, okay. and then sometimes they have. And Rupert George did this a few year, uh, for a few years, and they actually went last Thanksgiving. They went over to to the UK to play it. But some, if they like you enough, they'll ship you guys over there. You guys could play this That's big ska festival. And what's uh, it called? It's special, specialized? Spe- specialized. Yeah, and they. I think this year's like UB40. The previous year was like the Jam or the Specials or something like that. But they, uh, they pick nice. an album, then you cover like or Bob Marley. Um, but actually, this is a good segue. Uh, I want to ask you: Do you have any plans for like a cover album, like just our EPs? Like, and what songs? Um, would, and what songs would you pick if you had to do that?
0: We have uh, the internal struggle with eight people in a band is finding songs to cover that everyone can kind of agree on. Yeah. So we we have a couple songs like that we cover that are pretty sta- that are staples in our our set. We were talking about coming up with some new covers this year and, and diversifying a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if we'd ever do a covers EP. I would be totally cool with it. It's it's not something we've ever talked about before.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, between Josh and I um, singing, Ryan even sings, too, which is cool. I think between the three of us and, um, you know, and our musical tastes combined with the vocal ability, too, we could definitely, like, bang out something really cool. We could do, like, a nine-song EP or something and then just do, like, a three-way split, um, but I mean, we love covers. We love trying to find, we have a role in the band and that's to not cover a currently, uh, operating scout band. Yeah. We're <laughs> never going to play
0: sellout. That's my one rule. Yeah. Like, you don't, we can't play it. If you yeah. can't play it better or differently than the artist, then there's no reason really, in my opinion, to do it.
2: Yeah. So it's actually, it's a lot of fun when we try and, um, think about like, okay, like what can we cover today? So, uh, a couple of months ago, I suggested I was like, "Let's do a runaround Sue cover." And yeah, like, so that's our
0: newest cover. We're covering runaround. I'm all suits. for that. That it, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, if you, I mean, you've seen us live, we play "Knowledge" from Operation Ivy yeah, every yeah. single show. That's the, song, the only song we played every single set. That's our our yeah. staple there.
2: Yeah, rock show is in our back pocket, yeah. and uh, True Believers. True Believers. The bouncing
0: and cells. if you're really, really lucky,
1: but they're still they're still a band, though. Why are you covering punk bands, but why not a ska band?
0: I don't, I don't know. We have <laughs> these weird. <laughs> Yeah. I was going to say, if you're really, really lucky, if you catch us on a night when we've had a, a lot of lot to drink, a lot of fun, we will bust out Beastie Boys' "Fight for Your Right to Party." And uh, if you think me jumping off the bar and breaking my foot is crazy, I've done some really crazy shit while we played that song. I sing that song, and it's a good time.
1: Nice. What about? I think
0: I, brought, I threw my saxophone through the ceiling of a venue in Atlantic City. That was a good time.
1: Yeah. Is that a boneyard? Boneyard, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what what did the club think about that?
0: Uh, they are like they loved us. We were like kind of their like favorite band, so they're like anytime you guys it was like a it was like a dirty, grimy punk rock club and they're like, Yeah, do whatever you want like, right okay, on,
2: yeah. you
0: got it. Uh, don't tell me that, I'll
2: do it. Yeah. You right to... in the heart of Atlantic City too. Yeah. And that's a scene that needs a lot of love. Yeah, and,
0: we yeah. love AC.
1: Well, they're getting the Warped yeah, tour. The warp... They are, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. so
2: excited. <laughs> yeah.
0: They haven't announced any artists for that yet, have
2: they?
1: You no. Know, uh, so... I think in um beginning of March you should uh Okay. See... Bombard Kevin I... Lyman with some uh some with some demos. Like he doesn't get, yeah, that, yeah. Like he we'll doesn't put get that on. there. Enough. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Get
0: some local people there.
1: Come on. Yeah. Um This is this was a question my friend Joe wanted to um creature of war who's reviewed reviewed your albums a few times, but he wanted to know about like does he do you think people associating Scott with dorkiness and geekiness is a fair assessment, or do you think people are just assholes? <laughs> I
0: I don't I, I don't know. I guess I can go two, two ways with that. Like, right, not all Skye's dorky and geeky. Um, you know, I think of the specials or I think of a lot of two-tone stuff or even yeah. like the band, like Slackers or that type of music, Streetlight. You know, there's a ton of bands, or Suicide Machines, I'm just came up with, with, non-bands that I don't think are dorky or geeky. <laughs> I don't think it's a fair assessment, but it's also not a wrong assessment. I think if you look at probably any style of music, you can find like a dorky, geeky connection there probably. Yeah. But um, ska lends itself that way to that typical like oh I played in marching band and now I play in a ska band I think that's probably where that connection comes from
1: yeah it's probably that it's just it's, and people are just assholes too.
0: <laughs> sometimes weird. people are assholes <laughs> yeah 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 but it's I mean I, I it's a it's a flag that we we wave proudly like I think it's important to to be totally okay with who you are and, and not try to hide that we're we're all geeky dorky people and and that's just who we are and we're geeky and dorky about music and geeky and dorky about whatever we want to do.
1: It's very popular. Ain't nothing we're wrong geeky with it. right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Let's get <laughs> geeky. <laughs> um,
1: Josh told me something about, this is online, that he like, oh, that when you guys were on tour or something, you did some touring a little bit, but then you guys almost mm-hmm. died. And then he's like, oh, Josh, Yo, Gary, yeah. uh, Gary tells a little bit, a bit of a better story than I do. So explain yourself.
0: <laughs> so we were in our first, was it our first tour? Yeah, I think it was the first. We went out for, for, for two extended tours, which were, were a lot of fun. But we were in Pittsburgh, which um, we played a terrible show in Pittsburgh. And it was terrible because there was like four people there. And the, even the opening bands left, which was not a nice thing oh, to do, guys. I hate shows like but, that. <laughs> 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 but it's what, it was like a Wednesday night. No big deal. It was like a thousand degrees. No exaggeration. I think that's actually how much it was. It was a thousand degrees. It was weird. They probably should have recorded that. But it was like a thousand <laughs> degrees in this club. I don't know, something with a wolf or coyote or something like that in Pittsburgh. We all decided to uh, play in our underwear. It was before we had any females in the band, But we all decided to play in our underwear because it was super hot. And there was nobody there. So we're like, oh, okay, let's just do it. Um, after the show, we were already kind of cranky about the show. And then Pittsburgh, I don't know if you've ever been there, no. is mostly made of hills. It's like these gigantic hills. And we had gotten like lost while we were driving around, driving up and down these giant hills, like San Francisco-style hills in our, in our van with a, with a, um, a trailer behind it. So we um, were going up this hill and we knew we were going to have to come down it. And Matt, our rhythm guitar player, he was, he was our driver. And he said, guys, there's a stop sign at the bottom of this hill. I cannot stop because if we stop, we won't be able to get up the next hill. So I'm just going to go. Oh, so we said, all right, our lives are in your hands. Go for it. Um, so we, we, he just floored it down the hill Went blue th- right through the stop sign with no regard. Luckily, nothing happened. Right? Oh no!
1: Uh.
0: Luckily, nothing happened, <laughs> and okay. then we we made it right back up the hill. We got to the top of the hill. He turned off the car and said, "Everybody out. I need a minute." Wow. <laughs> so, we all got out. And you know what? Thinking back on it, that was a really bad idea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've done something similar. I, I driving in Scranton. I, I was like, driving. oh my gosh! No, Scranton, yeah. They, yeah, Scranton's because, horrible. Yeah, because it has hills. Um, yeah. But then they have the street singles. Like the lights, isn't? They're not up where I'm used to it. Like, yeah. And they're on the side. And my friend's like, "You just yeah. ran a red light." <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's funny. My family's from uh, Northeast Pennsylvania too. So, like, okay. as a kid, spent lots of time out there. But even then, no matter how much time you spend up there, you just never get used to that. I went to college,
1: <laughs> I went to college out there, so it's. For oh, two okay. years years Yeah, and Keystone College. Outside. Oh okay. Yeah. That was that was my scene for a few years in music PA. Uh,
0: what uh, what ah, bands what bands okay. were out there?
1: It was um, the Menzingers are actually from there. Um,
0: oh, we love the Menzingers. They yeah, so
1: um, but I, I didn't see them play until they played somewhere up around where I used to live in uh, like Middletown. The
0: Menzingers used to be yeah. a ska band before they were the Menzingers. Yes, they were
1: <laughs> Bob and the Saggots, I think it was called. Yes,
0: Bob and the Saggots. Yeah. I've been scouring the internet for a recording, but I don't think there are any.
1: Um, but there were some other bands. It was a big hardcore scene. I mean, still is. So that's where I, was, I would see all the, That's how I got into like hardcore music was just going to all those shows all the time because they had like a, um, an old club there called CC's. So that's now a car dealership, I think. But, um, but yeah, I had some, I don't know what ska band. There was like a band called anger, Ignor, I think. And the toasters play there all the time. And then some other bands, but yeah, it was, that was my scene for a few years. And then it was skaters world in Wayne, New Jersey.
0: Oh, I've been to Skaters World, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know when it closed down though. I think
0: like no, two thousand ninety nine around then. Because I oh, went yeah. to one. I think one show there.
1: Yeah, I used to see Endless Goldfish and Pilfers and the, all those bands play there like all the time. It was great because you could just play video games with all the bands and stuff. And there's people.
0: Dare see um, Taxicab Cab Samurai?
1: Yes, I think. I
0: just heard it
1: right. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen Day Nineteen a thousand times, which is, it's oh, fun. Yeah. It's like. Now it's Obi from Westbound Trains, It's old band. I know.
0: I, when I, because I had seen Day Nineteen also, and then when I put that together, I'm like, holy cow, Westbound Train. I, I played with them in Hamilton Street, and I indulged in illegal things with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Sorry, Street. Obi. <laughs>
1: um, but it's it's is it true that you never played New York City? So you only did it for the book, for the Brooklyn, for the Yeah, we
0: never. I don't know how that's panned out. We played oh. uh, like. Twenty different states, but never in New York City. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of anytime we get asked to play in New York City, it's usually, "Hey, we need you to bring fifty people." Bring um, fifty
0: people on a Tuesday to this club in New yeah. York City, and we're like, "You know what? That's not worth our effort."
2: Oh. Yeah, it gets. A I don't know, tough. Why you know it's, do
0: that. Yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's all about finding the we're right. We're open.
0: To, yeah, we're open to the right, the right time and right venue, but.
2: Yeah, the right people looking into us, the right venue. I know we
0: sound really old and lazy, <laughs> and maybe that's because we are. <laughs>
2: I mean, the reality of it is, who wants to get home at one o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday night when you have to be in work for eight thirty? For sure, yeah. we're Wednesday. old and lazy. Like <laughs> a couple
0: of years ago, sick days, sick days.
2: Someone,
0: A couple of years yeah. ago, someone in the band was like, "Well, you want to play a battle of the bands?" I'm like, "I'm thirty. I don't want to play in a battle of the bands." <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. that I'm above that. Like I, I'm all for it, but I just don't want to.
1: Yeah, it's it's something for like high school bands, I think.
0: And, and we, we were there when we first started seven years ago. Like, I get it. We, we have to earn your your place. And totally, I'm all about it. And we still have to earn our place. You know, we don't, you know, we're not, we don't deserve anything. But I just don't want to do that.
1: Yeah. It's just pure laziness, I guess. What, yeah. what's <laughs> the deal with Starland Ballroom and the IHOP? Like, every... Okay.
2: So I. Do you know this? Because I don't, I, I don't know. I,
0: I've been going to shows there forever
2: and I don't know what it is. Yes. Okay. So the IHOP is over on Route 18 in East Brunswick. And that's about uh, five minutes from where I Grew up as as a kid. That's for right. my childhood at home. So actually, I want to say it was during a Skanksgiving 2013 or 2014, one of those years. I think okay. it was the year that one of the years that mustard uh, mustard plug had played. Probably um, there, yeah, yeah. So on there's just this whole thing. So there's a Denny's right next to that IHOP. Oh, um, okay. So it's always the battle of what's what's the best late night hangout spot? Who has the best <laughs> pancakes and hash browns? Like what what is it? So. During the show, though, um, on on the on the billboard or on the projector screen that comes down, uh, they had the IHOP ad, and like people just started cheering for it. I guess presumably that were local, yeah. so it was like, all right, great. That night, though, because they had like approximately no less than six or seven bands playing, I imagine, you know, full day function. Um, whoever runs the uh, the PowerPoint for the projector. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what they say. Whoever runs that PowerPoint slideshow Mm -hmm. then started changing up the IHOP ad to the point where, and I mean, gradually through the night you heard the cheers get louder and louder and louder and louder. So by the end of the night, it was just a full out roar whenever the IHOP ad came on. So, and then it got to a point I specifically remember whoever was was changing up the pictures did not even put the IHOP ad on. Like, people just started knowing where in the slideshow <laughs> the IHOP ad was because it's the same rotation. It's like, all right, King's yeah. X,
0: Badfish, IHOP.
2: Yeah, it's the <laughs> same rotation. So instead, they put up pictures of, like, pancakes with, like, the smiley faces yeah, on them. Yeah, and funny. they were, like, putting up pictures of, like, bacon with pancakes. And people were just going nuts for it. So it's great sponsorship, obviously, and great business for IHOP because, yes, they are a sponsor of Starland Ballroom. Oh, and okay. It's, that
1: okay. I think
0: it. it's also like the type of thing – I remember when I was in high school going to Starland. It's like, all right, we just went to a Scott show. We saw a big D or a real big fish or whoever we saw at Starland. What's open to eat afterwards? Well, well IHOP diner, is open. Yeah, they diners are yeah. Diner, yeah. IHOP, yeah.
2: Yeah, my personal opinion, um, Seville Diner on Route 18, that's that's a place worth worth the money.
0: I hate diners. I said it. I do not what? like eating at diners. They remind me, I because I remember as a kid when you could smoke in a diner, oh,
1: and that yes. always grossed yep. me
0: out. And now I re- I still relate diners to cigarettes, and I can't get over See, that.
2: Maybe maybe that's my age showing too, because I was not. See,
0: yeah, yeah, Becky is younger than me, so oh, she yeah. does not remember that. I do. <laughs> I, I remember, remember the bowling that, yeah.
2: alley would always be like, you know, it's like you were walking into a cigarette mm-hmm. box. Diners, but... <laughs> should,
0: like smoking and food should not go together. So yeah. that always grossed me out.
1: Well, it's, yeah, it's, but uh... they still have that in Atlantic City too. It just, it's like.
0: Yep. Disgusting. And the the casino.
1: Yeah, disgusting the casinos yeah
0: it's gross oh
1: Ugh.
2: yep exactly so anyway so that's that's the IHOP thing what we learned
0: about backyard superheroes today is we're <laughs> old and lazy
2: <laughs> and we like diners more than well I like diners more than any other place I don't like diners now yeah.
0: I like diners because
1: it's, it's more of a variety of just breakfast you can get other stuff so it's, I'm a diners, yeah, diners person yep um, okay now we're going to go into the geeky portion of the interview
0: Uh okay. <laughs> fabulous
1: if you had a superpower, what would it be?
2: Hmm. My superpower. I mean, so here's the thing, right? I hate when people ask me this because the, as the old saying goes, "With great power comes great responsibility." Um, I just think I would, I would honestly, I'm gonna go flat out hippie. I would erase all the hate and negativity in the world
1: so you just um, point to someone and go and it would be like hi and it's like a happy like a happy pill kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> i
2: would you know what, if i let me amend this a little bit if i had a superpower it would be to instill acceptance and tolerance in everybody because let's face it i mean our our scene is very unique and you know we we pride the scene on being inclusive And, you know, me just being a person, I'm like, great, like you do you and I'm going to do me and this is wonderful. But, you know, there's life is short and there's no room for hate in, you know, in our, in our world and in our time. So if I had the superpower, it'd be just, just tolerate, just. Be tolerant of other oh, people. Becky. <laughs> See, Becky gave you the nice answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Aw. I want to run really, really fast. <laughs> that's what I want. To so run really i fa- I'm a I'm a runner and I want to be faster. Because then I could do more things in the day. And that's what I'd like. That's the superpower I'd like to have.
1: I would I would do <laughs> teleportation uh, night crawlers like Oh, there you one. Go. that's a good one. Because I hate fucking traffic. That's like uh, I don't like traffic.
2: Okay. Uh yeah, you're you're preaching to the right crowd. Yeah. yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> So right. who do you, who See, you th- Becky,
2: I like Becky's answers. Like I would help the world. I'm like I just want more stuff for myself. <laughs> yeah, it's like
1: I want to go from one place to the next really quickly. Yes. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the most useless X Men character?
0: Um, <laughs> Jubilee because she just shoots fireworks out of her hand.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
0: I know people hate on Jubilee a lot. I liked her a lot in the uh, 1992 through 1996
1: X Men cartoon, but uh, she just shoots fireworks. One. Cover that theme that? song. You got to cover that th- theme song.
0: Yeah. That's a rocking tune, there, man. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say Jubilee. Even though I like her, she just doesn't contribute much to the team.
1: Yeah, she's kind of whiny yeah. too. It's just like a whiny teen. Well, she was a teenager, which is like, cool. Go dynamic. To your room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. I'm right there with you. Now so,
2: that I think about it. All
1: right, so Jubilee. All right, that's a good one. Uh, what yeah. do you think is the main issue with DC movies or or, or there isn't a, an issue with DC movies?
0: Um, I don't know. I think I'm not a huge, I'm going to say this. I'm not a huge MCU fan. I like them a lot, but yeah, you know, I like comic books. I read them every day, but I'm not a huge MCU guy. I'm not a huge DC comic movie guy either. I watch them all. I always see them all opening night, but the DC movies are just kind of like a little directionless. I think that what, like, A Star Wars has like a Kathleen Kennedy or Marvel has Kevin Feige, someone directing the ship. And DC just doesn't have that, you know? Yeah. And they also need to, I don't like dark superhero movies at all, unless like it's Christopher Nolan. But I really want my superhero movies to be fun. And DC is so goofy and fun. Like if you watch their their TV, like The Flash and the Arrow shows, those are so fun. The movies should, should kind of reflect that a little bit.
1: Yeah, they are. They have been. Thanks to Zack Snyder, I feel like have gotten a lot darker and just. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. graphics, just like the CGI, has just been kind of muddled and. Just,
0: they just don't look good. I saw Aquaman. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad movie, but it just didn't look great. And even Wonder Woman, which was seventy five percent of a great movie with a terrible CG ending.
1: Yeah, the ending sucked. The, all the rest of yeah. it was great. I mean, hopefully they'll replicate in the sequel of something of the first movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And you know what? I'm going to say it. I think Ben Affleck was a pretty awesome Batman, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that.
0: (laughs) I'm going to say this right now. Batman Forever is my favorite Batman movie. And then my second favorite one is Batman and Robin. So that puts you into perspective of where I am in my Batman.
1: Yeah, I'm going to hang this interview up now where I think we're done.
0: (laughs) I told you I like fun, goofy stuff. So those are like my Batman, you know?
1: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, they're fun movies, but it's just, yeah, I prefer like the Christopher, uh, not Christopher Bale, uh, Christian Bale. Christopher Nolan. I (laughs) mean, yeah. yeah. And Christopher Nolan, yeah. Like those movies, like those, the Dark Knight was, that was, I think, one of my favorite. And then Guardians of the Galaxy was one of, also my favorite.
0: Yeah, Guardians is fun. I mean, Dark Knight is is the the gold standard for superhero movie. That's the best superhero movie ever made,
1: hands down, at least in my
0: opinion. Do you agree? It's pretty good. Pretty good?
2: It's the Dark Knight. I love Iron Man.
0: (laughs) I, I mean Iron Man. I'm going to put Iron Man up there. That's the best MCU movie. Iron Man is great.
1: Yeah. Um, so what do you what do you think your prediction is for Avengers uh, Endgame? What do you think will happen? Um, I mean, Captain I haven't Amer- I haven't read the comic Cap- book, so I don't know. So
0: Captain America has to die.
1: It seems like that either him or Tony.
0: Tony can't die from a storyline perspective. Tony has to be the guy who lives and know it was his fault or somehow he like has to live with that guilt. You know, I feel like he's a tortured character. Cap has to die because he's he's the righteous character. He's the one who could beat Thanos. So that's my prediction is is Captain America is going to die. And I don't want to see that happen because I like him a lot. But yeah, that's just from a storytelling perspective. That's that if I was writing it, that's what I would do is have Captain America die. And Tony has to live with that.
1: Yeah, and I'm. I wonder what's going to happen with the whole snap thing. Whether like Ant Man plays a part with it. With, with Ant Man's my favorite Avenger. Uh, those movies nah, have been just, fun. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: haven't. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Infinity War. I like. I, I like the the standalone what? MCU. I like the standalone <laughs> MCU movies a lot more because they develop the characters more, like Ant Man and the Captain America and the Thor movies. Because they focus the Avengers movies to me. Just there's a lot going on and they feel very big.
1: I thought. I mean, I I thought that, but I thought they what they did with it worked and it was like i was amazed of all like all the characters together like how many actors there were and i was like
0: for sure it was was definitely definitely an achievement definitely got to commend it it's i think that these smaller movies if i was going to name all my favorite mcu movies those would be my favorite ones
1: yeah um what do you think you're looking forward to most this year? avengers or star wars
0: why would you even ask me that question? The obvious answer is Star Wars episode 9, December 20th, 2019. Star is that, Wars is my Is life. that when it's coming um, out? Yes, December 20th, 2019. Yes, yes, that's when it's coming out. Yes, directed by JJ Abrams. Yes, yes, yes. I'm looking I'll speak for myself first and you can answer. Star Wars is my favorite thing in the world. So yes, Star yeah, Wars. I, mean, definitely, that's definitely... I could I could skip Avengers. I don't care about that, but I care about Star Wars.
2: Yeah. I'd be looking forward to giving uh, Avengers a chance, but I'm definitely leaning towards star wars like, oh, i'm gonna see avengers opening day
1: no doubt yeah but
2: star wars yeah
1: it's something yeah, about I'm that star- opening crawl when you see it it's just like yeah. you get all like you're five years old again that's when i first saw yeah i saw yeah. return of the jedi in the in the theater when i was five
0: and, no star wars star wars to me was that gateway to everything in my life yeah where it like it opened up that there's this whole pop culture there's all this just all this other stuff out there. And, and uh, it probably, it drove me to liking music, to liking movies, to liking comic books. So star Wars is, is my favorite thing. And the last Jedi is the best star Wars movie ever made. So really dropping that mic right there as a star Wars fan who reads every book, reads every comic book, watches every shows last Jedi is the best star Wars movie ever made.
1: I liked it. I just, I mean, I'm not one of the, the fanboys. that was like, this fucking sucks and all that kind of stuff. I, I just thought, that they could have done something a little bit different with, as far as Luke, um, you know what happened to him at the end, and then like I don't
0: know if I, we want to go down this road because we might debate for hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but for the most part, I liked it. I, I think I like a Force Awakens better. Um, because because it felt, I felt more mm-hmm. like the originals. I think mm-hmm. that's for my, um, so. My friend Joe, creature of war, also wants to know, uh, what. so what comic books are you reading and what video games are you playing? Are you reading or playing anything?
2: I'm not reading any comic books just yet. Actually, uh, later on today, I live right down the road from a comic book store, so uh, I'm probably going to head down that way while running some errands. Um, what am I playing in terms of video games? I am perpetually playing Mario Kart for Switch. Yeah, uh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart 8 is fabulous. Um, I was just recently playing Crash Bandicoot, so yeah. oh, I just
0: got the one for Switch. It's yeah, so it's, damn hard. It's
2: it's hard, but it's so good, and it just yeah. brings me right back to the you know to the '90s when I'm just like, all right, why can't I beat this level? Oh my god, I just hit the TNT box. <laughs> um, but but Rocket League is also one of my favorites too. Um, they actually just introduced friend mode, or they are introducing friend mode, I believe, for Rocket League. Uh, so now you can go back to playing and, you know, playing your friends on different platforms. So pretty excited to have some friends out on uh, Long Island who I look forward to, to kicking butt with. By kicking butt, I mean, I'm going to get whooped. But, you know.
0: <laughs> I uh, I just finished playing Mega Man 11 for the Switch, which was the hardest game I've ever played. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you guys never played Mega Man, it's so damn hard. <laughs> um, just finished that and got the new Mario, new Second Mario Brothers Wii U or whatever it is for Switch. Got yeah. that been playing crash bandicoot i'm a huge switch fan um yeah and uh reading i'm actually reading a lot of shazam comics because i don't know too much about shazam and i'm kind of interested in the yeah. character and yeah the, movie the trailer really looks, really looks kind of fun yeah so I'm, I'm catching up on shazam and reading i'm reading a really cool ninja turtles and ghostbusters crossover comic book that i really dig
1: oh they're gonna be doing yeah they're gonna be doing what is the crossover they're doing with Teenage Mutant ninja turtles and batman i think
0: batman and that, they did a comic of that which was good and then they're doing like a movie
1: yeah yeah um i just saw warner brothers post about that news i guess i guess <laughs> i play uh, i've been playing uh uh nes classic and super NES. nice yeah so i have that because I, I don't know i i think the latest console i play was like playstation 2 i'm like after that I just like my patience is kind of like
0: dude you got to get a switch they're I, awesome that was, yeah that was like-
2: before the switch i was like when the switch came out i was like eh, i could go either way with this like you know i don't know if i buy one i have other things to save up for um and my boyfriend got me one for for my birthday i was like okay that's it it was actually at gary's house that we had a band function and uh pretty much everybody in the band has a switch we were were all playing mario kart we had eight person mario kart going and it was it was a blast it was like okay I need one of
1: these. Yeah. <laughs> the controller so. seems a little too small for me, though. I don't know. You can, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can
0: get diff- like there's a pro controller which I really okay. recommend. Which, is, yeah, and it, Switch also has Breath of the Wild, which is the greatest game ever made in history. So
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what's next for the band? We have a
2: couple. Yeah, we have a couple shows coming up. I'm um, not
0: sure when this is coming out because we're playing oh. Friday at Starland.
1: I'll probably just do it Tuesday. So yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. Friday
0: night we're playing Starland Ballroom with Less Than Jake and Annie Flagg and um, Jukebox Romantics. Then we have, um, we're pretty clear until April, we have a, a, our friends Jokers Republic, who are another ska band from New Jersey, are putting out a record in April. So we're playing their record release show with them and Mephiscopheles, so that's going to be fun. Cool. we good friends with Mephiscopheles. And then a couple shows that we cannot announce yet, some pretty fun festivals for the summer.
1: Ah, Okay. That sounds and cool. then
0: um, we've been kind of chatting about maybe writing some new music.
1: Cool. That sounds yeah. Sounds like you'll be busy for a little while.
0: Apparently, putting out a covers EP now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you should. I think what you should do is you should get the fans involved and do polls and what songs that and have them pick the album for you guys. Then you got that's the not a
0: that's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. Worth a shot?
2: Give <laughs> okay. the people what they Give want. Give the people what they
0: want, as long as they don't want us to cover Sellout or Superman. Yeah,
2: exactly. Those are, like, those are two of our absolute no-goes. I love
0: those songs, but, like, we would just sound the same doing them, you know?
1: Do, like, like Aqua, like, Barbie Girl, or, like... <laughs>
0: I always want to do, like, some... I am I would like to do some two-tone songs, like, done up in, like, our 3rd wave punky style it would be fun. Like, I'm a big fan of, like, um, The Selector... Or um, the song My, My Boy Lollipop, I like, I always thought would be a good third wave song. So maybe we'll do some of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. That sounds interesting. And before you go, I have some questions here. I want to see if you guys want to do Gold Bloom Trivia. Okay. Yeah, buddy. All right. All, All right. right.
0: right. Gold Bloom Trivia.
1: I haven't done it in a while. So I figured like, you guys would be down with it. So yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Here we go. If you win, I don't know what you can get. Maybe I'll give you a sticker <laughs> next time I see you. <laughs>
0: there you go. You always take really cool pictures of us,
1: so there, that's
0: our prize. Oh. 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 (laughs) Life finds a way. What are we waiting for? Let's do it.
1: All right, number one. What was the name of the character? What was the name of his character in Isla of Dogs? Was it Spike, Ruff, Duke, or Earl?
0: I saw that. I love Wes Anderson. I love that movie. And I think it was... You know the answer. No, I don't know I think either. it was Duke. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yeah! Yeah, Duke is a...
0: It's a great pop- name for a dog, yeah. yeah it
2: is. Pretty popular dog. Name. I
0: love Wes Anderson. Do you like Wes Anderson?
2: I do.
1: Yeah. I, I'm not a fan, but... Moving on. <laughs> no? Okay. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems too... Uh, I don't know.
0: Like, I like that whole twee thing, you know? Yeah. I'm into that.
1: <laughs> He's quirky, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, number two. Where was Jeff Goldblum born? Was it Harrisburg, PA, Trenton, New Jersey, Los Angeles, or Pittsburgh? Hmm. Oh,
0: gosh, I don't know. I, I think we would know if he's from New Jersey, so I'm going to roll that out.
2: Yeah. Uh, I
0: don't think it was
1: L.A. Take a guess.
2: I'm going to guess Harrisburg.
1: Is that, is that your answer? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry. You're close though. It's it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh well, we don't like Pittsburgh from the time we <laughs> had those horrible experiences there. Okay,
1: okay. All right. Number three. What was the name of the Law and Order show that he was on from two
0: thousand nine two thousand ten? He was on Law and Order.
1: Yeah, he had a show f- for a spell.
0: All right, Law & Order Special Goldblum's Unit. All final right. answer. No, no. <laughs> it's
1: uh, it's Law & Order Cyber Unit, Law & Order Criminal Intent, Law & Order SUV, Law & Order LA.
0: Cyber Unit, I don't think is a real thing. Yeah, that doesn't sound familiar. SUV or SVU? I don't think he was on either of those. That's
1: my <laughs> I said, S- I said SUV. Yeah. <laughs> SUV, yeah. Yeah, Criminal Intent. You
0: guys a little crossover around, yeah. Yeah, Um,
1: Criminal Intent or L.A.? L.A. Was L.A. a thing?
2: I don't remember. I don't... I'm going to say Criminal
0: Intent. Yes, yes. Yes.
1: Yes, you're right. All right, we got two so far. All right. Right? I think you got two.
0: Yeah. I mean, we are in the same state for the other ones, so you can give us three. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right, number four. Who was the musical guest... The night jeff first hosted snl in 1993 was it a four non-blondes b collective soul c aerosmith or d midnight oil well all of them had hit songs in
0: 1993 or 1994. it's 1993
1: yeah i'm
2: gonna say four non-blondes i was
1: thinking
0: four non-blondes also
1: all right is that your answer yeah
2: yeah
1: no No, it was Aerosmith.
0: Damn. Damn. But they do, they bet they performed Dreamin'. I Feels guarantee like that's the song. That or
1: Janie Got a Gun or one of those songs, maybe.
0: One of those early 90s Aerosmith yeah. songs. All right.
1: Okay. Um,
0: We're last... terrible at this. Yeah. We're the worst.
1: Okay, the last question. Finish this Jeff Goldblum popular meme. Jeff Goldblum is watching you sleep, bake, eat, or poop.
0: It's all of those things, isn't it?
1: Um, well, it's the most popular one. I don't know if people switch it around, but I think it's poop or sleep. I'm gonna say,
2: yeah, I was thinking sleep.
1: Sleep. Let's say sleep. No. Mm. No, it's poop. Damn it! Yeah. Always go poop. <laughs> you always got to go I, poop. Can I,
0: can, I, can I plug a Jeff Goldblum thing that I am no way related to?
1: Yeah, sure, go for it.
0: Have you ever heard of there's this great Facebook page called the same photo of Jeff Goldblum every yes. day. <laughs> Dude, it's the best. At this, Becky, you got to follow it. <laughs> At the same exact time every day, someone just drops the same photo of, and you then get,
1: everyone Jeff just Goldblum. tags each other, and I get tagged in it all the time. Every yeah, time and Jeff the comments Bloom's are like the, news, the same tag
0: tagged. of Gary. on the same time of oh the same photo God. of the same pic. It's the best page.
1: That's every so time funny. Jeff Goldblum's in the news, I get tagged for because I have like yeah. we're like an unofficial Jeff Goldblum like fan club in a way. <laughs> so What's like, your
0: favorite Jeff Goldblum movie?
1: Probably it's probably between. Jurassic Park and Independence Day. It's, I like those characters yeah. the most, yeah.
0: Yeah, Jeff, I mean, Jurassic Park's my all-time favorite movie, but I would agree with those two. And then he does a lot of good Wes Anderson movies, just saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. You know
0: who he needs to work with? There needs to be a Goldblum Tarantino movie.
1: Mm-hmm. How has that not happened yet? Yeah, I'm surprised. Probably because Tarantino's, like, winding down with movies, so he's probably, like, just kind of picks the people he's working he, like,
0: with. He picks those interesting people, right? Yeah. And you know Jeff Goldblum was in, was it the first Death Wish? I think he was in the first Death Wish.
1: Oh, the, I, I, Charles I, M- you're stumping me, actually. <laughs>
0: Charles All right, now I'm going to ask you guys Jeff Goldblum <laughs> trivia. What was his character's name in Independence Day? David Levinson. Next. What movie was he in? The Fly. Next. There we go. Oh, my gosh. What movie was Jeff Goldblum in when he turned into a fly? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that would be, some people, yeah, some, I still haven't seen The Fly, actually. I, I, I'm not a horror fan, so that's, I think that it would scare the shit out of me, actually. So I just, it just seems kind of creepy him. I've seen photos of him as The Fly, and I'm like, yeah, no. It's
0: icky. You ever seen The Fly?
2: No. It's icky. Oh, you, you okay? I'm asleep. I'm are we oh. really boring
1: you with Goldblum questions? Okay, we put
2: sleep here back, EG's. <laughs> No, I'm an old lady and I'm in bed by 830 Becky's like, thinking
0: about night. saving the world and stuff over here And we're thinking about Jeff
2: Goldblum. No, I'm thinking about like what I bought for dinner And I'm thinking about the fact that Jeopardy's not on tonight at 7 so. o'clock
0: Oh yeah, we're old and lazy, Ryan That's what you learned today.
1: <laughs> well, I'm older than you, so it's alright
0: um, <laughs> Backyard Superheroes Your favorite old lazy ska band Maybe you'll see them sometime
2: <laughs> bring, us, bring us a walker and yeah. some canes yeah. <laughs>
1: That would be a good uh, Theme to play on stage
2: that would. Yeah. It's oh, Halloween. That's it. That's,
0: we're going to be old people.
1: That would be actually. Show, do like, that next showing up with like
2: 18, Yeah, Showing up with like 18 cats at my side, curlers <laughs> in my hair, Walker.
1: Be the throwing cat lady from The Simpsons.
2: Seriously, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> that's me. Uh, All speaking right. Speaking of, I don't know. I think, is,
1: you, well you did you did all right for the jeff goldboom no one has been able to get all five of them right yet so I don't feel <laughs> those like are really
0: bad. tough questions those are really tough questions i've listened to your show and I, i've heard you ask people and i'm like i got that one i got that one but yeah. when you're in the hot seat yes. and you're asking me about snl from 1993 and i never watch snl i don't know <laughs>
1: well yeah. i figure 1993 i think who has a popular hit i thought that might have been a good one
2: all those bands had popular hits in 1993. I was too young to remember anybody that had a popular hit in 1993. I'm sorry, I just, I, I'm not like sorry. MC in, in Utero came
1: in 1990. out in nineteen ninety What's that? Was it MC Hammer? No, it was it 1990? I'm thinking. No, that was
0: 1990. In yeah. Utero came out in 1993.
1: By Nirvana, I know that. Right. I don't. When know. I was
2: born, uh, Jump by Criss Cross was number one on the charts. There you go. So,
0: Wiggy Wiggity, whack. Yep
2: exactly <laughs> so I'm trying to run but they can't run like this what
0: we should cover that
2: <laughs> that would be so much fun yeah, there you go that right, would be cool. a very interesting
1: co- ska cover yes there you go Done. <laughs> I'm not my god jump, jump. all right well I got I think I speaking of dinner I think it's time for that time um <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for doing this interview uh yeah. check out yeah. Superheroes Super at Lesson Jake and some other ska shows that we'll be playing throughout the year and uh I'll see you guys I'll see you guys on the scene whenever that is hopefully Thanks that was great All right, thank you bye bye
2: Yeah take care Bye man